Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are divine. Hello and welcome back to Divine Authenticity, my authentic seekers. And welcome to a brand new week. Happy Monday, happy time zone, whatever time it is for you. Today's episode, I feel like, is going to be such a treat because it's something that I have been wanting to talk about, but something that I have not felt ready to talk about because I didn't feel like I had integrated it enough into my own life to feel like I would have anything important to say. And I've been integrating these things into my life and honestly, completely transforming my life with this, what, like, I feel like it is kind of trendy, but I also feel like there's some validity to it. So today, what we're going to be talking about is... The things that I feel like are really helping me to really not only stand in my divine feminine energy, but also like just things that I feel like are overall things that have just contributed to my own personal happiness. Because if y'all have been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that during my Saturn return, I was an anxious, depressed girly that was dealing with panic attacks all the time. And I finally feel like I'm at a stage in my life where not only do I feel like happiness is my baseline, I have like a true lust for life. And that took a lot of bringing that back in. But I also feel like I have a lot of emotional emotional resiliency, which is something I didn't feel like I used to have. I'm able to kind of bounce back from hardship or where things don't always feel so good all the time. I'm able to bounce back and come back to that center of happiness. And I feel like ultimately a lot of the things that I integrated into my life were very deep, like feminine aspects. So first and foremost, we need to get the elephant out of the room. Okay. Y'all know that I am an inclusive queen. Y'all know that I will always do my best to try and hold the space for inclusivity. You know that I am the queen of always trying to make things available and accessible to as many people as I can, even if that is just changing the way that I speak, because I believe in that. I believe in making room for anyone, especially as somebody that is disabled, right? The world is not always comfortable for me, and I know that. So inclusivity is important to me. And the first thing I want to say is something that I don't feel like I hear a lot of people addressing when they talk about feminine energy is, in my opinion, I feel that the masculine feminine doesn't really matter. Like, we could call these energies fast and slow. We could call these energies... um, stillness and, or like fire and water. Like there is no, having them be masculine or feminine to me doesn't necessarily matter. They are just labels. Uh, this is why I'm not sure which practice it is. Like, I don't want to culturally speak incorrectly on this, but it is also referred to as yin and yang energy, right? Where I want to say it is the yin 
that is the feminine and the yang is masculine. I'm not 100% on that, like I said, but it's the, the actual, like it's not a gendered thing. And I feel like there is not enough people talking about that, how it's not a gendered thing. These are two energies that every single person possesses. And some people lead with their masculine. Some people lead with their feminine. Some people work to really balance these energies. And I don't think there is any wrong or right way to go about this. The only reason I'm speaking on this is because I felt like in my life previously, I was leading through the masculine and I was horribly uncomfortable. My life was miserable and I felt like I was out of whack. So I don't think because I am a cis female that that means I have to lead with my feminine energy or the energy that represents what we call the divine feminine. I could lead with my masculine and it would be just fine. It's that to me, there was a lot of imbalance going on. And now that I have started to take on more attributes of my divine feminine energy, I feel better. But that doesn't mean that you as somebody that might identify as female needs to lead from your feminine. You don't have to do that. So I just wanted to make space for that in the beginning of this episode, because to me, even though I always come at it from a cis female perspective, because that's what I am and how I identify I still want to make room for my gays, my theys, my masks, my femmes, everybody, right? So just wanted to put that out there that this doesn't have to be a thing. I mean, I do feel like there is one area in particular where it's kind of a shaded gray area. And we'll talk about that in this episode a little bit to the best of my ability. But in any case, let's get into what I feel like for me getting into divine feminine energy and how I feel like I really amplified my joy and my ability to feel better about life in general with these eight different things that I did to change that for myself. So the first thing that I feel like I did was feeling my damn feelings. And I feel like this could be so easy. Maybe for some of y'all cancer moons out there, if you're a water moon, you might be more like normalized to feeling your feelings. The moon is where our emotional place is in our birth chart. And I'm a Gemini moon. Okay. I take everything through the mind. I am not somebody that is the best at feeling my feelings, but I think I've gotten a lot better as I have been practicing it. And I feel like the true growth to me that I noticed, especially speaking on emotional resiliency was just this past week, I had had a conversation with my mother that made me absolutely fucking pissed. And, uh, like I have this thing side story that I call it being Paris pissed because there was a time period in my life when I went to Paris with my mom and I cussed her out on the street. And it was like, I don't do things like that. Like I am somebody that is so like kind and genuine and I hold a lot of things back. I feel like I'm a, like Tauruses are just notorious for that. We are the type that will let a lot of shit slide until we explode. And I exploded and it felt good to say a lot of the things that I'd been holding back, but I've never talked to my mom like that before, especially because she's somebody that like is so old school and like demands respect and is super stuffy. Uh, I was Paris pissed. Like I've never been more angry in my whole life. I was seeing red. If I had had the money, I would have booked a flight home and I would have left her there. Uh, that's a whole other story for another time. If you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you know all about that. 
but this past weekend I had a conversation that was less than desirable and I'm sure you're going to hear about it in the future when we cover more of this, but I had a conversation that was less than desirable and my husband walked in and I was crying and I was angry and I was like, you know how when you get mad maybe some of you who don't let it out don't experience this, but I was like, Ugh! like I was just so mad. I was like verbally letting like sounds out of my mouth. And he was like, Chloe, don't, don't let her do this to you. Don't let her make you this mad. And I was like, no, I have to let this out because if I let this sit here, if I let myself hurt and be angry and I like, or if I don't let it come out, it's going to sit with me. It's going to be with me. And now this is going to be the thing I wake up to every day. Is this not in my body and letting it out is so much more beneficial to my long-term emotional stability my emotional resiliency. And this is something that I've learned over time that you have to do. You have to let your emotions out. You have to let yourself process and feel through things. In the past, I would have sat and berated myself for this. I would have told myself, don't let her get the best of you. It's not worth it. It's a waste of time, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and no, I actually completely disagree. I think that letting yourself feel through things, letting yourself cry things out, holding yourself, letting yourself express what you need to, it doesn't mean you have to pack up and live in your emotions, but letting yourself have some form of expression for those things, I promise it will make a difference if you're somebody that does not do that. Because what happens is our body holds on to emotion and trauma even. And we know this, this is becoming more and more and more uh, made clear as we are getting more into mental health and we are sharing it more broadly. You know, with the internet, we have just like this plethora of new information that's coming. And something that we have come to realize is that our body will hold that stuff. And so if you don't let your body feel it and express it, you're just going to hold it in. And for me, this is something that I used to do, right? It would create resentment. I would be angry for months. I would be sad for months because I also believe that anger is really just the armor for sad or hurt. So if you don't let the anger out, the sad and hurt also never really gets to come out either. So I feel like as a number one, Emotions are linked more to the feminine side. Now, again, this doesn't mean that men should not cry. Men also have divine feminine energy, and it is so important that we let men cry. Anybody that identifies as a man cry uh, and let them express their feelings. And one more thing I want to say on this before we move on to the next thing is if you did not know, crying, crying is actually how your body releases cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So if you're not letting yourself cry, you're one of those people that's like, nope, gotta hold it back, gotta hold it in, can't cry. You're not letting your body do what it is naturally trying to do to help you. And if you let yourself cry, you let yourself relieve that stress. So I know that in today's world, we got a lot of undoing to do. We have been conditioned generation over generation to not express emotion, to dampen those feelings and dampen the feminine. But 
the more you allow yourself to be open and to have that space. And it might take time, right? These are not things that we can just change overnight, especially if when trauma is involved. But the more that we allow those things to come out, the more deeply, not only do we get to connect with ourselves, but we create that emotional resiliency. So to me, expressing that emotion, having that deeply feminine, having that deep feminine surge, able to come out to show itself, even anger, even rage can be deeply feminine, right? Still a state of emotion. It still shows us where we have been, uh, where our boundaries have been crossed, where we think that we deserved better, right? Anger is also like a very sacred thing. And it's not something that we should just stow it away and never let ourselves have it. It's when the anger is directed at somebody in a malicious way that we're not really using it to help us. So that was my like first big thing right out the gate in reconnecting with my feminine energy is not being so in the intellect and allowing myself to actually process and feel things uh, was not easy in the beginning, but now girl, I love to cry guy person. I love to cry. I feel like crying is just so therapeutic and it feels good. Uh, the next thing is actually honoring myself. And this came about a little more recently in my life. I didn't even realize this was something I was doing until somebody pointed it out to me. And that is like, I had a friend visit me over the last month and it was so wonderful. We had such a good time. Uh, but in doing this, she noticed that I would put like my Peter Thomas Roth eye jellies on. She noticed that I used an ice roller that I took care of my skin. And she was like, Chloe, how do you know what to do for your skin? How do you know what products are good? How do you know? And I said, listen, honey, I maybe didn't say it like this. We are dramatic affecting this. <laughs> Listen, honey, I don't do these things because I think they're going to make me not age or that they're doing such amazing things for my skin. I mean, they are, and I can see that, but I use these things because they feel good. And because I'm here to honor myself and my own experience, I'm not here to make myself look like a youthful baby until I'm 85. Now, if you want to do that, that's your prerogative, but I think aging is actually a very beautiful thing and it's weird that we don't let women age in particular. I feel like we especially put that on women. And so I was just expressing to her, like, it's not about anti-aging for me. It's about taking care of myself and letting myself feel good, using this as an expression of myself to feel good. You know, I put my eye jellies on because it's cooling and it's a nice sensation under my eyes in the morning. It deep puffs as well. And it Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It does frankly do good things for my eyes. I actually really believe in the Peter Thomas Roth eye jellies, but I don't feel like... I don't do it because I'm trying to reverse aging or avoid aging. I do it because it feels good. Same with ice rolling, same with face steaming, which y'all have seen me do before. Uh, and I've talked about a lot. I don't do those things necessarily to provide something like that. I do it because it feels good. 
because it adds something to my life. And I feel like this kind of works the same, even if you're trying to exercise, like exercising is wonderful, but the minute you can take the lens off of, I'm trying to exercise to look a certain way and you just exercise because it makes you feel good and you want to feel good, it completely changes the game. So for me, it's more about honoring my body and creating pleasurable experiences because to me, divine feminine energy is very pleasurable. It's pleasure seeking. It's sensual, right? Not sexual. I mean, it can be sexual, but sensual living life through the senses. What do I see? What do I taste? What do I smell? What do I touch? Right? Living life through the senses. And so that's why I create these rituals for myself not because I think they're going to provide something else to me. And it's honestly a very like loving experience more so than anything else. It provides this like air of self-love. And to me, this is what true self-care looks like. It's not doing something because you want it to change something about yourself. You do it because it honors you because it feels good for you. And it's your it honors like your peace or you feeling good or you living life through the senses. So I feel like caring for my body when it comes to like skincare in particular, when I just stopped making it about how can these products reverse aging or, you know, get rid of my acne or whatever. And instead what feels good for me. And obviously we want to make sure it's like non-damaging to the skin, but what feels good was more important. And it completely changed the way that I even interact with myself and like feel good about myself. And the next area, area number three, shall we say, is the thing that I changed was, this one's kind of silly, but I actually think it made a difference. And it's a little bit more on the superficial side of things, shall we say. I upgraded my wardrobe. And listen, I have things to say about this. Because y'all know that Chloe Taylor, I try not to be super political on my podcast because it's just not something that I'm ever trying to... It's not my strong suit. I'm not saying that politics don't matter and that like the world doesn't matter because it does. And I have my own personal opinions, but one thing Chloe Taylor does not stand for is capitalism. <laughs> so, uh, and we know this, you know it by the things that I say, how I speak, the things that I'm interested in, even if I don't say it, you know, and I get comments about this all the time of y'all being like, yes, my anti-capitalism bestie. So I know that y'all know, but I need to say something about this because I understand that fast fashion is something that is harmful to the environment. I do. I understand that. But you know what I don't hear enough people saying? Yes, it's great to go the eco-friendly route. Yes, it's wonderful to buy pieces that are quality, that last longer. And if everybody could afford to do that in this economy, go for it. I think that that is so valid. And if you can afford it, do it. Chloe Taylor is not in a place in her life currently. I mean, I would like to not speak that more into existence, but Chloe Taylor is in a place in her life where right now I can't afford to do that with my wardrobe. And unfortunately, fast fashion is the only thing I can do right now. And so, you know, if you want to shop at Shein and that's what you can afford, 
Stop beating yourself up about it. It's where you are right now. And if that means getting a couple of pieces for the season to amplify your feminine energy, do that. Same way if you wanted to amplify your masculine energy, I believe that clothing has the ability to do that for you. So for me, I already hate pants unless they're sweatpants. Like, can we just all collectively agree that the best pant has been made. We don't need to make any more pants. Sweatpants are the best pants. I will give like a second or like an, an acknowledgement to leggings as a millennial. That's very rude of me not to, but sweatpants are the best pants. We don't need to make any more pants. Those are the best pants. But I find that for myself, when I'm trying to tap into my divine feminine, I don't find that sweatpants make me feel overtly feminine. You know, when I think about what my divine feminine energy looks like, which for everybody, it's going to look different. It's what you feel like would be you, right? What is your style for me? It's dresses. It is dresses every day of the week. And I'm not talking like dressing up and wearing heels in your house while you fucking vacuum. We're not in the 1950s. It's whatever feels good for you. If pants make you feel overtly feminine, wear pants. For me, it's going to be a dress. It's going to be dresses. It's going to be showing a little bit more skin. Uh, it's going to be like the dress I have on today is from Shein. We love her. She's cute. She is the moment. She's summery. She makes me feel feminine and good, right? And I'll link her down below if you're curious. But just creating updates to your wardrobe that make you feel good. Because I also want to say that I feel like new clothing also, just like even if you're somebody that struggles with your mental health, getting a few new pieces of clothing can do so much for your confidence. If you open your closet and nothing fits or everything is falling apart because you haven't bought yourself anything new in like 10 years, I feel like that does something to someone's confidence and it's okay to replace your clothes or like I said, if you are bougie on a budget and you don't have all this money to invest in this brand new amazing wardrobe, it's okay to pick up fast fashion if that's where your budget is right now. And we need to allocate space for that. I find that in today's world, a lot of us don't allow nuance. And that's why all of us are always fighting online is because we don't allow room for nuance, for somebody to have a different story, a different upbringing, different conditioning, different things that would change this story for them. And I'm a girly that's here for nuance. Okay. So if you need to buy the fast fashion, go shop, go, go shop. But I also think that if we're constantly shopping, buying a new, spending a hundred dollars on Shein every week and constantly dumping the clothes into the trash, I feel like that is where there is a line, right? There is a line to be met. And I think that overconsumption is a very real problem. And I, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying, but I feel like if you feel like your wardrobe is not representing the aspect of yourself that you want to honor, which for me was the feminine, then go out there and get yourself some new clothes. A couple of pieces can do a lot. Uh, I went, I had like no spring and summer clothes and I'm sorry, I live at the beach, we are not about to wear sweatpants to the beach every day. Just because I live in the Pacific Northwest does not mean that it is sweat girl summer. Okay. Uh, sundress summer, sundress spring is where it's at. So, um, I did allow myself some new clothes and I feel like just even putting them on to walk around my house 
has just made such a difference in how like, I feel like I carry myself differently. Do you ever notice that when you get something new for yourself, you carry yourself differently. You walk with more confidence, like putting on this dress today that I'm wearing. I was like, Oh, I have earrings that go with that. I want to do my hair. I like actually sat and tried to give myself like a blowout and I actually like got dressed and put makeup on. And it was because like, I felt good in the dress. So I wanted to do more. And I just feel like that's something that I also don't hear talked about enough that even just getting like one new item of clothing, two new items of clothing can just completely transform your confidence. And for me, I feel like I am standing in my feminine power and it feels good. You know, call me silly, call me crazy. Tell me that a dress doesn't do that much. I don't care because I'm living it. And it did. Um, the next thing that I feel like I had to start changing, and this one was also really big, was connecting more with nature. I know it sounds basic. I know it sounds dumb. I was one of those people that was like, I'm sorry, touching grass is bullshit. Uh, no, touching grass is not bullshit. And I, I do think that I am very blessed and I'm very privileged to live where I live. I know that this is not everyone's experience and I've lived in places where I did not have the ability to be somewhere that has very soft energy, right? I've lived in chaotic places. I've lived in areas that had little to no nature. I've lived in really loud environments. And for the first time in my, honestly, my entire adult life, I actually live somewhere that is relatively quiet and it has a lot of nature. Like I can go for like beach walks if I want to. And I feel very privileged to have that. I understand it's not what everybody has, but even if you need to go to a local park just a couple of times a week, I find that probably what really started this for me was when I learned that when birds are singing and like chirping, it naturally creates a calming effect in our bodies because back in like ancient times, right back in, I don't know the year, but back in like caveman times, if birds were chirping, this was a sign that there was no danger. And because the birds are calm, right? They're happy. They're singing. But when the birds would get quiet, this would be a symbol that something was not right. So being with nature, this can actually create a calming effect. When you are in your divine feminine power, it's not a get up and go fast energy. It's slow. It's slow paced. It is sinking deeper into the self, being more emotionally and intuitively aware. And if your nervous system is on hyperdrive, like mine was in the past, those nature sounds like, I swear to you, they make a difference. So getting up every day, if the sun is out, you better believe I am outside every time. Um, because living in the Pacific Northwest, we don't always get a ton of sunlight, especially in the fall and winter. And as we're coming into spring, we've been getting a lot more sun, which has been so nice. So nice. Uh, I've loved every minute of all the sunlight we've been getting, but I find that even just like listening to the ocean, you know, listening to the birds, touching the grass, picking the little dandelions out of my yard and then making tea with them, right? Because I can do that here. Uh, I find just sitting out on my deck in the sun for even 10 minutes 
just completely changes the way that my nervous system is functioning. And I also would argue that, especially as I've been in school to become a holistic nutritionist, uh, granted, please remember, I'm not your nutritionist. So anything that I say, it's not like, it's not perfected for your body and your circumstances. So like take that with a grain of salt. But something that I learned in my holistic nutrition program is that something insane, like I want to say it was like 98% or something of, I don't remember the exact statistic, but I know for certain, I want to say it was in the 90% something, uh, are deficient in vitamin D and vitamin D plays such a role in our mental health. And we're newly discovering that. So the sun is like the best source of vitamin D that you can go and get. <laughs> Obviously you can take it in supplement form, but going and actually getting it, if you can, is going to be so valuable and add to how good you feel. So I feel like this episode is really not just about the divine feminine, but it's also like how to feel good again, <laughs> because these are things that I feel like I did that actually transformed me being able to have that baseline of happiness, right? And to be able to come back to it. So getting outside with nature, I don't want to say I do this every day because some days it's pouring rain and I don't want to go outside. I want to wear my sweatpants. I don't want to put my dresses on and I want to chill. So I wouldn't say that I do this every single day. And so I think that's another thing to know is if you want to make any of these changes in your life, you don't have to do it every single day. You, I mean, it's great if you can commit to something every day because you are more likely to create uh, a new practice if you're able to commit to something on the daily, but it doesn't have to be an everyday occurrence. It can be three or four times a week, right? So for me, that is my agreement with myself. If I wake up and the sun's out, I have to like have my coffee outside. I have to have my breakfast outside. I have to sit out and get that vitamin D right on my skin. And also just spending more time with nature in general, it just has a calming effect. And I find that for my nervous system, when it gets dysregulated, it sounds stupid, but I swear to you, touching that grass, it works. Touch grass, go outside, touch grass, okay? <laughs> Get the sun on your skin. I almost didn't put this one in here because I felt like, ooh, am I sure I want that in here? Because obviously some of y'all are in same-sex relationships. Some of you are in throuples or uh, what's polyamorous, right? And like I said, Chloe Taylor is the queen of inclusivity. So I understand this one isn't going to apply to everyone, but this is something that I actually do think had a direct impact on my happiness. And so for me, I'm going to include it in here, but just know this one might not apply to you. Uh, for me, I am a cis woman in a monogamous relationship with a man. And when I tell you I feel like for the bulk of our relationship, he brought in the feminine energy and I was constantly leading out of my masculine. And I actually think like he's happy in his feminine and I love that for him. He's fantastic. I love it for him. I actually think because he feels so safe in his feminine, it actually makes him more of a masculine person. And we're going to talk about that in another episode or on another podcast, technically. Uh, you'll hear about that more in the future, but my main thing that I really changed was 
I asked myself where I was leading from my masculine that was actually destructive. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing out of all of the things that I'm going to tell you today that I changed that I think this was the thing that completely made my life feel better. Uh, I was so heavily masculine driven that especially as a business owner, right? I run multiple businesses. Y'all know that about me. I have my podcast. I have my YouTube channel. I have my storefront on my websites. Uh, now I have like a course that I just designed and put up. Uh, I do private readings and there's also like new branches of Chloe Taylor that are being created right now. And with this, I was the person in our relationship. We just hit 15 years together. Our 15 year dating anniversary was actually just this past week. And for our entire relationship, I have been the money manager, right? Such Taurus energy doing the personal finances. I have been the money manager and being the money manager has never been something I've enjoyed. It's especially coming from a household with a lot of money trauma. Money is something that I struggle with scarcity mindset. Even when I have a lot of money, it's really hard for me to mentally get out of it. And I'm the, I was the kind of person that I would check my bank account multiple times. Like I'm talking an unhealthy amount of times a day. I would check my bank account like 15 times a day because I was so scared that the money wouldn't be there because I've been through so much shit in my lifetime around money and also came from really, 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 really unhealthy uh, parents that just still to this day, my entire life have fought about money in front of me. And still to this day, we'll yell at each other about money. And it's so toxic and so destructive. And it's something that has the ability to really set my nervous system off. Right. So I did something really brave <laughs> and about, I want to say like a couple of months ago, it's maybe been a couple of months. I, me and my husband, we had not been having a very good time. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Uh, Gemini was in Mars over my seventh house for seven months. And I felt like never in my relationship had I felt more havoc between the two of us in 15 years. And we sat down and we had like a couple's meeting. We sat and we talked about a bunch of stuff and the number one thing that came out of this was I told my husband, I can't do it all. I can't be the person that wants to cook and clean and run this business and also manage the finances. It's too much. Like you do a lot and he does. You do a lot and I love the work that you produce and I love that because we work together if you didn't know that. Uh, he is the relationship manager and the full-time editor for Chloe Taylor. Uh and I was telling him, I like, I just, I can't do it all. Like this is, it, it hurts too much. And I told him that I wanted to delete all of my financial apps off of my phone. And I wanted to give him full control of all of the finances. Now, mind you, again, I've been doing this for like 15 years, paying all the bills, managing all the different funnels of money. And it's a very like masculine thing. Now, don't get it twisted. If you're somebody that runs your own business, it's okay to step into that masculine to run your business. I think if you're somebody that like wants to create this more deeply feminine side of yourself and like let that rise out, it's okay to step into your masculine to do things. But mine was on hyperdrive. 
And I was like, listen, this is scary for me. You know, I have this belief system from childhood trauma that tells me that money is the thing that will tear relationships apart. You know, I've watched my parents' relationship completely deteriorate over my entire existence. And it's something that to this day, it still like is upsetting to be in a room with them if they, if money is brought up. So I have this like money can destroy relationships and I believe that it can, but I also think something we need to realize just as like a side story is money doesn't actually destroy relationships. Money is a tool and it's the people and how they choose to use it and how they choose to communicate about it that actually ruins relationships. And this was something that I had to come to terms with through my own healing journey, but this aspect of business for me was so toxic. I felt like I couldn't heal from it because I was always watching it. And so I did that. I deleted my bank app. I deleted all of my financial apps like PayPal, Cash App, all of it. Like, And I gave my husband all of my pass- passwords. Um, I gave him all the information and he manages all of that now. And at first it was really scary. I was like, oh my gosh, like, don't forget to pay this bill. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. And sometimes that still comes up and I'm working on it, but it feels good to not have to think about it. It feels good to let him take care of it and to let him step into his own masculine and to take care of us in that way. And it just, it's completely transformed my relationship with him. It's transformed my stress levels are not high anymore because I don't feel like I'm having to think about it. And it's just nice. It's just nice. And it feels good to be taken care of. Even, excuse me, even if it's my creative endeavors that are bringing in the financial wealth it feels good to not have to think about it. I can just show up to my work and I can just create and then not have to think about the financial aspect at all. So it's definitely something that I feel like I've never heard somebody else talk about, but it literally made improvements on my relationship immediately. And my stress levels went from being like 120 down to like 20 and it's, it has been the most dramatic thing that has completely changed how I show up in my day-to-day life and something that I never would have thought would have made such an impact. So just something to consider if you and your significant other have a relationship dynamic like that. The other thing I want to say before we move on also is that when it comes to, if you're in a relationship with a man, um, I would say you really can't push them. Like, I think that people that are wanting to show up in their feminine and they want their man to hold their masculine and like have that kind of relationship, you can't push it. You can't tell this person you have to show up like this. It's honestly better if you lean into your feminine and just try to support them and don't like, you have to show up like this, or you need to do these things. Like the more you try to control the more I feel like it's almost like you're stepping back into the masculine. But if you naturally let yourself lean back and let that person lead, 
Take it from somebody who's been there, somebody that I felt like I identified as the person that wore the pants. And I don't think the masculine has to wear the pants. I think that's some outdated, toxic nonsense, but we learn and we grow. Chloe Taylor grows as a person. Um, I used to be that person that was like, I wear the pants. I call the shots, blah, 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 blah. That's to me is like toxic masculine. And now I just show up and I support. I show up and I support and I don't try to control. I don't try to tell my husband what to do. I don't, I tell him what I need and what I value and what would be good for me, but it's not my job to insist or to force. And that has definitely been a learning curve though. That has taken a lot of time. So I wanted to just kind of talk about that a little bit for any of y'all that feel like you're in the same situation. So basically just like let your man do shit. Okay. Don't feel like you got to be doing it all. You got to let your man do shit. Um, and the next thing is also, I feel like this kind of goes hand in hand with nature a little bit, but you have to slow down. I was somebody that was a bona fide workaholic, literally workaholic for all of my online career from 2000. And I'm going to say like 10 up until now. I've been a hustler. I've been a workaholic and I had to stop and ask myself, what do I want my work to look like? How do I want to show up in my day to day and how much work am I willing to do and put in? And the conclusion that I came to, and I understand this is not everybody's situation and it is a privilege to be where I am, but I don't have a nine to five. I get to make my own hours. And I got to this place where I told myself my ideal is to be in my masculine one day a week. And every other day of the week, I want to flow. I want to create. I want to show up exactly as I am. I want to rest. I want to recharge. Like I want to focus on the dinner menu for the week. And that makes me happy. I'm a cancer Venus. I love caring for others. I love being a homemaker. Uh, I know that's not for everybody. I don't think being a homemaker is inherently feminine. It doesn't have to be. But for me as a cancer Venus, I actually thrive in that environment. So I asked myself, like, I would love to be a homemaker more. I would love to do more art. I would love to connect with nature more. I'd like to do all these things more. So how much every week would be good for me to step into that masculine and work, get like the driven work done, not just the creative work. And ultimately I came to the conclusion that I wanted to work one day a week, even if that meant that that one day was like 10, 15 hours of work. I wanted to work one day a week and I'm still working on this. It's not perfect yet, but it basically, I asked myself, what could fit into a singular day? What do I think if I focused on work, was not distracted, showed up for it one day a week, how much could I get accomplished on one day? And honestly, outside of private readings, I think that my work can be condensed down to one day a week. Uh, it definitely takes a little bit of preparation work, but it's the, actually, I have it written out right now. It's doing a YouTube pick a card, recording, recording a podcast, recording a weekly energy for Patreon, recording a Patreon pick a card and creating one Instagram post. That is like the content that I would produce on a weekly basis. And there is some stuff I do monthly that I would have to squeeze in like once a month, just minor stuff. But 
that is my ideal. And every other day of the week, I would be focusing on the resting and receiving, being more creative. And like I said, so far, this is still a process. I haven't gotten it down to actually being able to do it. But I think the more that I continue to work at this, the more I'll be able to do it. And like I said, being in your feminine doesn't mean that you never step into your masculine. So for me, having that one long work day, instead of spacing all of my work out, that to me is a very masculine attribute is like treating your 24 hour day. Like you're going to get the most done instead of trying to relax into it. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like it's, Basically, I like wanted to speed up so that I could slow down, if that makes sense. <laughs> speed up on one day a week so I could slow down the other six days. And the next thing is to love on your body more. And not just like the skincare that I talked about earlier, but actually love on your body in the way that you talk to yourself. And I've talked about this so many times on my podcast, in my videos, that when you love on your body and you talk to yourself like somebody that you love, it completely transforms how you see yourself. You show up more confident. And yes, it sounds ridiculous in the moment or like in the beginning, but eventually you get used to it and it's just how you communicate with yourself. So I think the best example of this that I have is I used to really judge myself. Every time I woke up, I would look in the bathroom mirror and I would just be like, God, you're so ugly. And I would just say the meanest things to myself. I would criticize my teeth. I would criticize my messy hair. I would criticize myself for having like mascara under my eyes. I would criticize myself for being overweight. I would everything you could think to say to yourself that is negative. I was saying it. And one day, literally it just happened like that. One day I thought to myself, what if instead I told myself that I was a hot bitch every time I looked in the mirror in the morning, even if I didn't believe it, what if I just started addressing myself like that? Like Chloe, you sexy bitch. You are so fucking hot. And guess what? <laughs> it works. Every time I cross a mirror, I remind myself what a hot ass bitch I am and how lucky my man is to have this, this like, hello. And it was weird at first. I was like, Ooh, do we believe that? I don't know, girl. I don't know if we believe that, but eventually now you couldn't, <clears throat> now you couldn't convince me. You could not convince me that I am not the hottest person in the room. You could not convince me that this, all of this is not amazing and beautiful and fucking goddess giving. I just, you could not, you could not. And I also think that confidence is an energy. Confidence is an energy and beauty is an energy. You could literally look like you just rolled out of bed, but if you have the internal confidence, you can turn it on and people will react to you differently when you hold yourself. Like Literally after I can give you a prime example of this. Okay. I put this dress on today. I put my makeup on. I took like two hours to do my hair today and I was feeling so good. Right. I was feeling so confident. I was walking taller. I was walking differently just naturally. And I walked into my husband's office and he was like, hello, 
(laughs) And it's like, not even just because I was dressed up, but I think it's just the energy of confidence. Like I could show up dressed up, but be nervous about how I look or be tugging at my clothes or, you know, not feel confident in what I'm wearing. And it will give an energy of a lack of confidence and people will not notice you. Right. But, and maybe you're not somebody who wants to be noticed. That's not even my point. My point is it's an energy. It's not about putting the makeup on, doing the hair, putting on the clothes. Like you can tap into that confident walk, that confident way of holding yourself without all of the extra. I could do that at any point in time. And also so many people talk shit about like how people look, why would you add to that list? If you want to feel good about yourself, why would you add? I'm not saying that there's people in other rooms talking shit about you specifically, but like, I think about this, like how celebrities, everybody's always talking about them. All that dress was ugly. All that picture of them's ugly. All they look stupid, right? People are always doing that. And do you think celebrities sit in their houses and they're like, damn, I'm an ugly mug. These people must be right. No, I highly doubt that. And if they are, that sucks. And maybe they should consider getting a life coach. But (laughs) I just feel like don't add to that list. Don't add, like if anybody has ever said something horrible about you or picked it the way that you look, don't be another bully for yourself. Be the person that you wish that you had in your corner because you are in your corner. And like confidence, bitch, have some, (laughs) you don't get to wake up confident. You have to decide to be confident and continue that practice daily. Like I said, when I first started, I was like, Ooh, I do not believe that. And now I always, always, if I pass a mirror, I blow kisses at myself. I always, I don't care if I just like dropped a gnarly, this is going to be so ridiculous. Why am I saying this on the internet? Um, I don't care if I just took like a gnarly dump. Like the second I stand up from that toilet and I see myself in the mirror across, I'm like, damn, you're hot girl. Like, nah, I don't, I am not going to be another bully for me to have. I am only going to be my number one supporter. So catch me being my supporter. I feel like ultimately, even when it comes to the feminine energy, when you love on yourself more like this, it becomes natural. It becomes just something that you do. It becomes who you are. So stop beating up on yourself. And the last thing, I feel like this is more of the shaded gray area, kind of like with talking about being in a relationship with a man, um, as somebody that I am cis female. And I feel like even if you're female representing or you identify as female, whether you are cis or not, uh, being in a relationship with the masculine, right. That's kind of the shaded gray area that, you know, that doesn't apply to everyone, but this one doesn't really apply to everyone either, but I just want to say tuning into the natural cycles. So some of this does apply to everyone, I feel like I am not the expert in this field. Like, I don't know how to talk about menstruating with people that don't menstruate. And I am not the expert on this, but I also think that it's powerful to talk about it if you do. So I'm not trying to make a case that like having a period makes you so much more fucking feminine because I don't think it does. 
But I do think that if you are able to tap into those cycles, whether you have them or you don't, or you had them in the past and now you don't, like maybe you've had a hysterectomy or maybe you're like me and you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, right? So your flow isn't always flowing the way you would like it to. Uh, I just want to say that even just tapping into the natural rhythms of the seasons, tapping into the rhythms of the moon cycle and what it's doing just living more cyclically and more intentionally. Now, if you have a cycle, I do think trying to honor that and like balance your hormones, eat for your hormones, work out for your hormones, it can be so beneficial. But if you're not somebody that deals with that, I don't want to say deals with that because I feel like that puts a negative connotation on something really beautiful. But if you're not somebody that has that, uh, you can also follow the moon right? Learn about astrology, learn about the moon cycles, learn about what she's doing. Uh, I always recommend the book Moonology by Yasmin Boland. It's fantastic. I'm also working on coming out with something for y'all on my website, chloetaylor.com soon, where you'll be able to track this a little bit more for yourself. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's something that's going to be worked on over the next few weeks. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm sure I'll talk about it when it comes, but just living more cyclically where you can and just making small efforts will add up to a big difference. So in the beginning, I wasn't really into hormone balancing because I was like, whatever, I have PCOS and periods suck anyways. So I don't want to be a part of that. And great. I get to live my life more dominating out of my masculine. I don't have to deal with all of that. And now I have really actually worked to rebalance those hormones, get my cycle back, live more cyclically, intentionally, slowly. Uh, during the time period where I'm actually bleeding, I am slowing down. I am tending to myself. I am resting. I am journaling. During the time where I'm ovulating, I am fully in my creative energy and I'm creating new things and I'm high energy and like it makes a difference. And I can do a whole episode on that if you want to hear specifically about that. I'm a little bit scared to do it because like I said, I don't ever want to give the impression that you're suddenly more magical because you bleed out of your vagina. I think it comes with like... I don't know. I'm of a lot of minds about it. I think on one hand, if you intentionally want to work with that, I think that it can make a huge difference. But I also don't want to say like, just because you do that, suddenly you have this like high advantage. And like, you know, I just don't really feel like it makes room for our trans friends. And that makes it hard for me to want to talk about it. But I also think that it's information that we should be talking about. Like I said, I'm of a lot of mixed minds about it. But Regardless of if you bleed or you don't, or you used to bleed and now you don't, I think just living with the seasons, the natural seasons that occur and also looking towards the moon and tracking the moon cycles can make a huge impact and cause you to slow down, be more intentional and to actually work with those things. So in any case, that is what I have for you today for the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Don't forget to check out my course on healing. If you are somebody that you feel like you need to really get in there, meet yourself deeper and heal from things in your past that maybe have really been holding you back. Uh, I have my course that's $12 on my website. It's audio 
audio, and it also is a 20-page guidebook that leads you through different prompts as well as audio-led to help you meet different parts of yourself so that you can create the healing that I know that will completely change your life. So check that out if you want to. It's in the description and the show notes. Uh, also don't forget to follow me everywhere around the web. I have my pick a card, YouTube channel, my Patreon. I also have my socials. I'm at Chloe Taylor everywhere, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you again next Monday. Bye.